Godfrey's Gospel, according to Michael Godfrey. Hospitality staff deserve a decent tip. Having been locked down for two years, owners and managers in the hospitality sector say their biggest problem is hiring good staff. With that in mind, they have now petitioned the government to relax visa rules, which would allow people from other parts of the world to come to Ireland to work. Sorry, but I don't buy that one. For starters, there isn't full employment in this country, so there must be another reason why people are not attracted to the business. The story being trotted out now is the insecurity attached to the business and the fact that the hospitality sector has been hit harder than most. Again, I don't buy that because income supports are still in place for the hospitality sector. Last summer, various hotel, pub and restaurant owners were complaining of the shortage of good staff. One year later, these people are still complaining. Did they not grab the problem by the scruff of the neck and do something about it in the intervening 12 months? Or did they just sit back and hope the problem would solve itself? Hospitality is, by its very nature, labour-intensive. On top of that, add long and antisocial hours, and mostly on the minimum wage. No wonder people tend to shy away from it. The notion that staff make up the difference by getting tips is absolute nonsense. Irish people may tip when they're abroad, but when they're on home turf, trying to get a decent tip from someone is akin to a gangster trying to break into a vault in the central bank. They just don't do it. Or if they do, they somehow think a few coppers makes everything all right. I remember going into a diner in New York back in the early 1990s where the waiter, obviously because of my strong Irish accent and the glazed look on my face as I tried to look as though this was all second nature to me, gave me a quick rundown on how things worked. Everyone tipped a percentage of the bill. There was no messing or pussyfooting about. If I was happy with the service, I was obliged to tip because that was mostly what staff lived off. If I wasn't happy, don't wait until the meal is over to complain. It is something I've tried to remember ever since. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a soft touch for a tip, but equally I'm not a soft touch for sloppy service. Get it right and I have no problem tipping. By the same token, get it wrong and I have no problem voicing my disapproval after I have paid the bill. By and large, staff working in hospitality do a great job. But let's be honest, they don't get paid well enough for either the work they do or the hours they put in. So tipping should become the norm. However, don't throw the brown coins into a jar and think that is okay. It is not. In fact, it is insulting. I'm not saying every contribution must be a silent one, but think how you would feel if you have gone out of your way to look after someone only to find they have left a tiny cluster of 20-cent coins on the table as a gesture of thanks. I understand the constraints all business owners work under, but I could never understand how anyone can invest millions in a business and then complain about having to pay a decent wage to someone who will make that business work. Allowing foreign workers to come here to work in hospitality will not solve the problem. All it would do is create a cheap pool of labour. We found in the past when foreign workers were allowed to work in certain sectors that many of them couldn't speak English. In hospitality, communication is of the utmost importance. And if people cannot understand what you are saying, you have a problem from the get-go. Owners will complain the margin simply isn't there to improve pay to entice trained staff back into the business. 
overheads, tax, VAT, insurance and God knows how many other costs take the good out of business before they turn a profit. No doubt much of that is very true, but why should the poor employee have to carry the can for everything? Let people know exactly how much tax is paid by owners and they would be more understanding, instead of believing they are being ripped off by the prices being charged. Remember when VAT was reduced to allow pubs and restaurants to keep prices down? It was a proven fact that business improved. How about focusing on that? If they can save on that, they'll be able to pay better wages, get better staff to look after us, and everyone goes home happy. Time to think with Father Paddy Byrne. May February be a happy month for us all. February is such a beautiful month. The brighter evenings and earlier mornings awaken a new energy within us. Winter has passed and hopefully the darkness of a dreadful pandemic also is behind us. This is a powerful time to embrace hope, to begin again and embrace a positivity that allows us to live life to the full. I sense this is going to be a powerful spring. A motivational speaker walked confidently around the room holding a glass of water while leading a seminar on stress management. Everyone guessed she was going to ask the ultimate question, half full or half empty. She fooled them all. How heavy is this glass of water, she inquired with a smile. Answers called out ranged from 8 ounces to 20 ounces. She replied, the absolute weight doesn't matter. It depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute, that's not a problem. If I hold it for an hour, I'll have an ache in my right arm. If I hold it for a day, you'll have to call an ambulance. In each case, it's the same weight, but the longer I hold it, the heavier it becomes. She continued, and that's the way it is with stress. If we carry our burdens all of the time, sooner or later, as the burden becomes increasingly heavy, we won't be able to carry on. As with the glass of water, you have to put it down for a while and rest before holding it again. When we're refreshed, we can carry on with the burden. So as early in the evening as you can, put all your burdens down. Don't carry them through the evening and into the night. Pick them up again tomorrow if you must. And remember, number one, accept the fact that some days you're the pigeon and some days you're the statue. Number two, always keep your words soft and sweet just in case you have to eat them. Number three, always read stuff that will make you look good if you die in the middle of it. Number four, drive carefully. It's not only cars that can be recalled by their maker. Number five, if you can't be kind, at least have the decency to be vague. Number six, if you lend someone 20 euro and never see that person again, it was probably worth it. Number seven, it may be that your sole purpose in life is simply to serve as a warning to others. Number eight, never buy a car you can't push. Number nine, never put both feet in your mouth at the same time because then you won't have a leg to stand on. Number ten, nobody cares if you can't dance well, just get up and dance. Number eleven, since it's the early worm that gets eaten by the bird, sleep late. Number twelve, the second mouse gets the cheese. Number thirteen, when everything's coming your way, you're in the wrong lane. Number fourteen, birthdays are good for you. The more you have, the longer you live. 16. Some mistakes are too much fun to make only once. 17. 
we could learn a lot from crayons. Some are sharp, some are pretty, and some are dull. Some have weird names, and all are different colours, but they all have to live in the same box. Number 18. A truly happy person is one who can enjoy the scenery on a detour. Number 19. Save the Earth. It's the only planet with chocolate. We all know that life is the best educator. Put simply, it's never too late to begin again. Every day the challenge is for us all to see the glass half full. The more we grow in our inner journey, the greater we will notice the beauty and gift that is this moment. So, be positive, calm and mindful. Enjoy the beauty of this springtime. And may the month of February be a healthy and happy one for us all.